Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which helps you lead where God has placed you. I'm Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Paul Tyrrell, who has just recently become the leader of the London Christian Police family. He's been a police officer since 2010, starting in Camden and then working in Lewisham, having previously served as a soldier in the British Army. So welcome, Paul, to the Leadership File. Thank you, Andy. Uh, now, on the Leadership File, we, we look at leading in, as a Christian in the workplace from time to time. And, and sometimes the workplace culture may not be one where Christian values easily sit. But... I'm wondering if it's true that when it comes to the police force, the values of the force tie in quite well with how most Christians view their faith. In other words, you know, importance of defending the weak, seeking justice, finding the truth, upholding the law. Would you say that was true? It was. Um, we're actually no longer a police force. We're a police service. Ah. And um, that's across all of the services. Is that right? Yeah, across the country. And that's a wonderful thing because actually we're called to serve God hmm. and we're serving the communities that, we, that we're that we there to protect, that we're there to look after. So all of the police, because a force is a very strong yes, it word. Is. It's Indeed. a very, it's almost an aggressive word. It can be. Yeah. But a service is because we are there because we're okay. not just keepers of the law. We're there to at pe- when people need us the most, when people hmm. are, are vulnerable, when there's, you know, we do a lot working in conjunction with the LAS, uh, all ambulance services, the fire brigades, um, social services and all of that. So it's a service um, very much like they do in a lot of other countries. Okay. So, yeah. No, great. Well, that's excellent. Uh, it's, I guess for many people, the kind of concept police force is in their um, DNA without even thinking about the word force yes. at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. So um, you, you head up the London... Christian police family, which support Christians in policing in in the metropolitan police. What's the kind of size of the force? So the Met um, has police officers in the region between thirty and thirty two thousand police officers. Wow! But behind the scenes, there are thirty plus thousand police staff, okay. um, volunteers as well. There, there is a huge. It's a family. The Met and all the other police services in the country are families. I see. Um, and so there's thirty two thousand police officers. Um, 30 plus police staff and we all work together some frontline roles some back office roles it's a very big mixed bag yeah. um, I mean London policing often features in the news of course uh, have you been involved in events that the listeners might have heard of yeah I've uh, I was involved in the riots um, my first public order experience um, was at Lewisham at the town hall when there was a right. demonstration by um, protesters from Goldsmith University because they had their funding cut that was my first experience gracious not long after I joined as right. a police officer <laughs> yes. actually so uh, within a few weeks of being out on the beat and being out on the streets I was my confronted word. with um, quite an angry group of people and and supposedly there's footage somewhere on um, there was footage on the TV showing me just telling people to get back and using the stance. Me. I had phone calls from all over, well, different countries for ringing me saying, you know you're on TV. <laughs> I'm like, all oh, right. <laughs> and is that a frightening business or is it just, just do it because it's your job? It's, very, it's a very odd experience because you actually you do it. You're there in the moment. Then all of a sudden, once you've kind of come down off of the, oh, crikey, this has just happened, you've, you then look at it and analyse it and because you're all you're all there and you've got to write your notes you've got to record everything you then think about it and you analyse it and you go wow did that actually happen was I just part of that and you don't actually realise you're involved in such a a 
hmm. quite a scary um, environment sometimes. But that, yeah, it was amazing. Well, no, absolutely. I, um, uh, John Sutherland, who served as police commander, was a guest on the Leadership File uh, a little while ago, just before his retirement. Um, he was promoting his book, Blue, which told of his story of an emotional bro- breakdown, which eventually led to his premature retirement, just, just before he was due to retire anyway. He writes, of the constant demands on the soul as police o- officers face a myriad of challenging situations daily. I guess many folk don't think of the toll that police work takes. I mean, how, how do you find it? Well, I am um, in preparation for today's interview. Mm. I did listen to John's interview with well, yeah. you, um, and I was like, "Crikey, I hope I sound anywhere near <laughs> as good as that does on the day." So, um, John Sutherland is an absolutely amazing Christian, mm. and his book I've read parts of it in preparation for today because yeah. I'm kind of, I am I feel a real passion for people with mental health problems and people that yeah. need support, and that is my thing. And police work does take its toll you are you're not just dealing with bad guys that you're arresting you're dealing with victims yes. you know um young young children sometimes up to vulnerable adults to the elderly um i dealt with one lady she was 90 something and she'd slipped over walking up her her path to her house and smashed her head open Oof. and she was she bleeding quite a lot and she she was right as rain she was a really lovely lady to talk to um, and because of the demands on the other services, we, we went to support our colleagues and helped help look after this lady. And we were there for quite a while with her. And so we don't just we're not just there as the pe- keepers of the peace. We're not just there as arresting people and public order and bits and pieces. There's a lot of other sides to policing when people need us the most, when people are at their most vulnerable. Mm. That is a lot of the time when we see people and when we meet and engage with people. But that never makes it into the press that never makes it out there it's the fact that we have to sometimes and part of that latches onto you and can have a real kind of impact on you because you're there and you're trying to look after this person or Mm -hmm. take the details of this of whatever's happened to them or look after them because they're vulnerable and actually somebody's Mm. abusing that position that they're in to look up to take advantage of these people and sometimes you you do take a little bit of that apart away with yourself Mm. Um, for me I'm really lucky because the church I go to is a tiny little Baptist church in Thamesmead, uh, Crossway Christian Fellowship. It's mm. it's a wonderful fellowship, and we and they pray for me a lot, and they they they've supported me in the years that I've been a police mm. officer, and when I was police staff, and they are they are an absolute source of strength for me, as are my own family. Um, they've always been there to support and encourage me mm. and and help me through things, and they've always been that that bit to help me go beyond well that's not you you're not that person you are you know you're doing a service don't don't let it take anything away from you uh, you know my mum she's passed away now but she was such a strong kind of your character will protect you and will yes. help you but you can be such a strong person for these people and that's what it does take and it does have an impact on each person even you've seen I've seen police officers who are six foot five plus break down because they're so they've seen something that actually has really really devastated Mm. them and it's a case of we do as a family the whole policing family rally around each other support each other and we'll you know help Mm. each other and lift each other up well, I mean, it's terrific to hear your local church supports you in that way. And I think that's a lovely testimony. And it's an encouragement for any church leaders listening. If you've got folk in your 
I mean, every everyone's important. Every job's yeah. important. But particularly, I think this level of challenge that you're facing daily is is something that needs support and prayer. Yeah, it is. We colleagues of mine have gone into churches in uniform, and people aren't overly supportive of police officers. They mm. see us as a force. They see us as mm. somebody who's always in the press, as somebody who's always in the bad kind of side of things, and police officers like everybody else need your prayer you know they are out there 24 hours a day seven days a week Mm. answering calls going to victims arresting people who need arresting Mm. and a lot of churches will look at well police officers oh no we don't like that when actually and and that's an experience that others have had and i had it at a different church i went to once and actually it's not okay we're there to protect we're there to help we're there to serve we need your prayer as much as anybody else does Mm. Well, I'm sad to hear that, but I would never have thought it. But, but thank, you know, thank you for expressing that. Um, and and I've, I've got this question, how does your faith impact your work? I appreciate that's a, <laughs> a, a tricky question to answer, perhaps, because, you know, you'd say, well, all of it. But uh, is there any particular things you'd say? I think my faith makes me more compassionate. Mm-hmm. It gives me... People feel they can open up and talk to me. Mm. Um, whenever I've dealt with victims, I've always had a really good not relationship but there's been that rapport there that actually somebody does want to talk to you Mm. um and one young lady i was looking after while she was in hospital we had to go and be there uh, it's a thing called a hospital guard we have to sit by this person um i sat a whole night shift and she wouldn't sleep she couldn't sleep she's only a young young lady Mm. and we started talking about my faith and how Mm. she's she's gone to church previously but she'd stopped going because she'd gone into the social Mm. care system and I spent the whole evening talking to her um, at, until around about half past five in the morning when she finally <laughs> fell asleep. No, I, may, I may have bored her ever so slightly. But <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> um, and I encouraged her to actually try and go back to a church, look to find the answers in prayer and and going to church and asking for help there. And for me, that is my faith allows me to talk to people and allows me to be confident enough to say, well, I'm saying it, it may be me, m- my mouth moving and the words coming out, but a lot of the time it's God's words. And mm. sometimes I can't remember the conversations I've had with people. Yes. I had a, a, a colleague from a London Christian Police family who I spoke to the other day. She's a wonderful lady. And we were talking about families and I cannot for the life of me remember the conversation, but all I know is that it had an, quite a big impact on her. And I was like, well, that's definitely the Lord working. It's yes. not me doing that. Mm. So it, faith in policing is tough because you see the worst in mm. society and the best in society. Mm. But keeping that faith and having people there to support you is such an amazing thing. And people do. Their individual churches will have that support mm. there. And it's about knowing that you can turn to the leaders of your church, the leaders of your house group, or even your uh, uh, a friend of the church and talk to that person. Mm. And they will always, always give you something. It may, it may not sound like anything important at the time, but when you walk away from that, you'll you'll get something. A message will come to you and you'll go, wow, that was that's really what I needed to hear. Yeah, yeah. Is it your experience that, that the Christian police people tend to be known as Christians in the police force, or is it something that's 
you know quite quite a we we've got a thousand just over a thousand members on our right. on our, our membership list as as it stands currently mm. um there are a lot more christians in the metropolitan police um a lot are afraid of any stigmas or anything yes. that comes with saying i'm a christian yeah. and that is the whole point of what uh, recently what i when i've taken over that actually we need to change that we need to let people know there are christians mm. in the police um, myself and a colleague, Deborah Akinlawan, she's a, she's a detective with the, um, the family liaison team. She's a wonderful lady and we go and present to all the new recruits that join the police once a month. And we talk about being Christians, we talk about being police officers. She's a detective, I'm a constable. We, we, we work on very different sides of, the, of a coin. And we get to speak to them and say, look, we're Christians, we're here if you want to come and talk to us if you want to pray with us if you want us to pray for you so we're, we're now getting in to the people that are joining the organization and saying there's no problem with saying you're a christian in the police wonderful you're listening to leadership fund with me and pack i'm joined this week by paul tyrrell he's the leader of the london christian police family we'll be back just after this Welcome back to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Paul Tyrrell. He's just recently become the leader of the London Christian Police family. We've been talking before the break of uh, he's been a police officer since uh, 2010. Uh, something of the challenge of, of being a police officer, the, the value of having a, a church supporting uh, Christians in the police. Uh, it used to be called police force. It's now a police service, which uh, I'm glad to hear. Um, and we were talking particularly before the break of of being known as a Christian in the police um, and whether that's uh, something that's easy or not. And, and obviously Paul is encouraging Christians to uh, who are in the police family to uh, express that uh, very openly. Um, so in what ways you know, are you able to support the Christian police men and women as a as an organisation. So we have um, we have ambassadors across mm -hmm. the MPS, uh, the Metropolitan Police Service, um, who are there to arrange prayer meetings, are there to talk, somebody to go to. Um, so we have that for we're trying to establish that across every borough. It's not happened yet, mm -hmm. but we are building it. You know, we've got a thousand members, and hopefully people will step up and take that mm -hmm. mantle on. Um, and I do hope, even though the Met is changing in the sense of the way it has boroughs and it's going to a new structure, I hope that still we'd be able to have those ambassadors in place. And they're there for support. They're there. That we have a, a telephone that people can ring any time, day or night, that will be answered by one of us. And if they need somebody to pray with them, if they need support, if they just want somebody to talk to, because sometimes when you go to an, an infant death or you go and see somebody who's taken their own life, it can have a real impact on you as a person and sometimes you can't take that home to talk to your family sometimes you need that person who may have been and seen it or may have done it to be able to talk to and have that understanding of i know i know what you mean let's talk about this let's pray about it let's offer you some fellowship would you like to meet up have a coffee or anything like that we also have our own counseling service which we part fund and then we ask people to pay the other part of it um and that is for police officers, police staff, anybody who feels that they want to speak to somebody outside of the organisation because the Met has its own occupational health service, which is absolutely wonderful. They do some sterling work. I, I've used the service myself, so I can attest to that. Mm. But we have our own for people that want to step outside of the organisation and speak to somebody. We're now offering this service to people to say, here you go, you know, we've got 
trained counsellors or trained counsellors they're christian counsellors they're there they're there to help and support you and that's some of the things that we're doing um also setting up prayer chains and prayer networks Mm. to try and encourage people so when i sent one out about this event to ask people to pray for me for this so we're doing all those things to kind of encourage people more to communicate more to Mm. get in touch but also when something does need prayer we can send it out and say look please pray for these people Mm. and have there been initiatives you've tried which perhaps haven't worked so well and you've had to adjust and um the Met has a very good motto that a, tri- a trial has never failed. <laughs> okay, right. we've always learnt from our mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've always learnt from things, you know. And when we're, ne- we're human, we're never going to get everything a hundred percent right. But what we can do is look at the things we have done and go, that could do with tweaking. We could change that a little bit. Hmm. Um, I've come as the he- as the chair for a London Christian Police Family with a very fire in my belly kind of approach to things it's like right we need to get this done we need to approach this in a in, mm. a, in a in a in a very vigorous way um my predecessor chris heflin scott is uh is an absolutely amazing man and he is when he started lcpf um such passion and everything and he is my mentor he's the person i will go mm. to when i'm like chris i really don't know what i need to do yeah, here yeah. can you help and he handed this over to me um in february and so we've never had anything that's failed we've always looked at something and gone how do we make that better Mm. um and the adopter cop the asking churches to say well who is your local police Mm. officer have you been in touch with them um have you got police officers in your congregation do you actually know because a lot of police officers may not tell the other congregation that they are police officers ask you know let people and where i say to police officers tell you tell your minister your pastor your vicar tell mm. them that you're a christian because actually and that you're a police officer yeah. let people know because when you do the people will pray for you people will help you through things and they'll have a little bit more understanding and hopefully those churches will will feed stuff into us oh. as an organization so that we can then approach the metropolitan police and say we have this bit of information this has been handed to us it's filling an intelligence gap. Yeah. Is, is chaplaincy something that happens much within the police, work, there police are, um, service? <laughs> <laughs> there, are, um, uh, th- there are a lot of chaplains within the mm. MPS. We have um, our lead chaplain, our senior chaplain, which is Jonathan Osborne. Um, he's, he's a wonderful Christian friend, um, and he's, he's also a, a friend that will say, no, you're not right on that. You need to change your approach to that. And I do seek counsel from him quite mm. a lot. But within the Met, we have a lot of volunteers who are chaplains, who um, I met with two from Bexley Borough the other day and had coffee and sat and talked. And they were saying how they have their prayer meeting once a, uh, once a fortnight. And it's absolutely wonderful that they get people going along and that they also meet people away from police buildings to support them, to have that mm. relationship and chat with them. Um, and so chaplaincy is quite a big thing and there is non-christian chaplains as well all right (laughs) it's kind of well i guess it's kind of fair enough for those a bit sounds a bit odd uh, at one level right um so the work of the police is of course concerned with mostly those who are behaving poorly um policemen and women can become cynical as a result have you do you find that amongst colleagues it's it's strange because we can all become cynical in our life anyway Mm. Um, because police officers have to go from one second you're arresting somebody to the next second you're giving CPR to somebody to the next second you're looking after a small child yes. to um, there's a whole host of things so mm. you can't become too hardened too cynical no you and 
we we can't because of the nature of the the service the nature of what we do on a daily basis you can't become too cynical so you see all actually you see all realms of human nature yes. both the the sad, sadly hardened criminals and also the the victims who are you know who are, need need comfort and support yeah. yes we do but yeah. we also when we help those victims and there's an outcome and there is a result you also see the joy that it brings them because actually they can lay yeah. that to rest they can put it to peace and they go it's finished it's done and then there's the counseling services that they we can refer people to mm. in bits and pieces outside yeah. of the organization so it's it's wonderful in that sense yeah yeah um I grew up on the in the Isle of Wight, attended the Evangelical Church there. Uh, one of the uh, church members had connections with the London Christian Police Association. Uh, so some listeners will have heard the likes of Robin Oak, uh, Ron Perrett, Doug Bartlett. I mean, this is 40 years ago. So <laughs> um, it, it seemed that their stories, there was opportunity to share faith while on the beat. Now, you you, you alluded to uh, me you know, chatting with that girl who was, you know, overnight, who was kind of looking after overnight as it were in in the hospital um but i'm guessing that generally speaking that you're not going to have many opportunities to share your faith as such would that be fair and it'd be frowned upon if you did i i don't believe it'd be frowned upon at all um i've uh, we are supported by the commissioner by uh, the organization as Hmm. an association for the staff association that's the umbrella we fall under so we've got that support there and it's never a problem to share your faith it's having the time to do right, share your yes. faith because when you're going from one 99 call to the next 999 yeah. call it's sometimes difficult to catch your breath of and course when i did work on the boroughs um it was a very busy sometimes you wouldn't stop for for a cup of tea you wouldn't get that opportunity yeah but sometimes like speaking to that young lady you get that opportunity to stop and speak mm, to somebody mm. and share your testimony and go well have you thought about this or have you done this you know yeah. let's see and you know and pray for people and so you do get a chance right. and more so in community policing you know police officers do get that chance and the dedicated ward officers and the PCSOs mm. on the boroughs can go into the churches and you know there's there is that sharing of faith okay well it's good to hear I, obviously there's a street pastor's you know, connection with sometimes with local police, yeah. but there's there's a kind of assumption that street pastors won't be proselytizing, evangelizing as such. You no. know, uh, which you know, which is fair enough. Although many street pastors do have opportunities as as time time goes around, so that's that's useful to know. Well, I mean, time is almost defeating us, Paul. Sadly, um, but um, your hopes for the the London Christian Police family? I'd love to see us grow in number. Mm. I'd love us to meet more often and have really good strong prayer groups mm. um we we're you know every borough i would love to have a really strong prayer group i'd love to be able to visit those prayer groups and say hi how you doing and bits and pieces and i'd love to see the kingdom grow within the police service and revival for christians to come that is our that is my big passion mm-hmm. that we see lcpf and christianity grow within the police and people turn around and say yes i am a christian Oh, fabulous. And you have a conference in October to ce- celebrate Christian workers in the emergency services, I understand. It, it, it's not a conference. It is a celebration. Ah, a celebration. It, it, yeah, okay. we've got um, Pastor Daniel Barrett from Hillsong is arranging our music for the evening. Okay. Uh, we've got Jay John coming to bring the word. And our theme for the event is revival. And okay. it's for all the emergency services, for the fire brigade, the ambulance service, the hospitals, the NHS, um, Christians in government, 
across the whole services, the armed services as well, anybody in London, all the local authorities, it's about coming together and celebrating the people that serve London as a capital and as a city. Wonderful. And where? how would people get to know more about this? Um, you can go to our website, which is christianpolice.org.uk. Okay. Um, and go on there and our celebration poster is on there you can book tickets um we do ask people to book tickets because we've got a thousand seats right. and we're going to fill it and probably have some more hopefully Fabulous. so um and it's at marsham street at the emmanuel center on the 23rd of october wonderful well thank you so much paul for coming in and sharing it's been it's been really thrilling to hear of uh, you know your vision for for the work and uh, and it's a reminder for us all to be prayerful for those who are within the police services um, you know, you're doing a fantastic job, and we're we're thrilled, thrilled with the way you serve us. But we we, want, we need to support you as well. So thank you. Thank you very much, Andy. Cheers. So you, well, I was joined this week by Paul Tyrrell. Uh, Paul is the uh, leader of the London Christian Police uh, Family. Uh, do log on to Premier's website and find archived versions of the Leadership File. You can go to the Premier shop and get a copy of my book, The Leadership Road Less Travel, which includes. Um, selections and bits and pieces from uh, people I've interviewed and learned from over uh, 11 years 11 plus years of uh, running this show look forward to your company again next Sunday at uh, 3.30 thanks for tuning in you've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life contact him via email apeck at cwr.com org.uk